Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is Tim and Julie Harris. And of course, this is blog our blog talk radio show, and it is Real Estate Coaching and this is Real Estate Coaching Radio for all of you who are, frankly, ready to take the action necessary to change your real estate businesses. So this is our daily show where we give you guys the information, a lot of times information that you're not going to be hearing any other place. And so Julie is going to be jumping on the radio show. Right I here. see she's there right now. Okay, good. Yep. So you know what, Julie? I have been very busy lately. You have been very busy lately. Mm-hmm. And all of our coaches have as well. And we are really feeling, I think for the first time in a long time, a real sense of optimism, excitement, and dare I say animal spirits reentering into the real estate markets. <laughs> it actually feels like people are uh, enthusiastic about being in our industry. We don't have to talk them into feeling motivated. We don't have to really search really, you know, with some of our coaching calls, let's be honest, the last five to ten years, some of them have been kind of depressing. But now oh my exciting. goodness, I'm so I'm so excited that they're excited. <laughs> yes, I know. It's so much more fun having coaching calls with people oh my gosh. that are glad I mean, to be honestly, in the business. nobody ever nobody ever thinks about the coaches, right? You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> bringing you guys through the real estate crash and recession and the revamping of your businesses and I always tease my my private clients, my advanced and breakthrough clients that you know, we're working on U2.0 upgraded advanced all the bells and whistles doing it right this time that you know that's been stressful for us guys okay because there's a lot of stuff to cure and work on and now it's fantastic to feel the enthusiasm and the question i have or the mindset that we try to you know i think really implant in all of you guys is think back and some of you weren't in the business then so you'll just have to play along but think back Mm -hmm. To say 2001 and 2002 think back if you were there and you knew with 100% certainty, the next five to seven years were going to be an enormous run-up in real estate prices, where you know the opportunity to make money was going to be all around you, where the opportunity to help people was going to be never-ending. You know, you knew the real estate bubble was coming. So the question that I pose to all of you listening right now, live and in replay, is if you were back there then, back in the early 2000s, knowing that the bubble was coming your way, what, what would you be doing to prepare yourself? What decisions would you be making, you know, knowing that in front of you is the best real estate market of your lifetime, knowing that the opportunity to really, you know, frankly, in many cases, make millions of dollars and invest millions of dollars and become a multimillionaire, become really the biggest potential, have the biggest potential life that you could possibly imagine. If you knew that was all ahead of you, what decisions would you be making now? You know, what would you be doing? You would probably be thinking about, paying off debt. You'd be thinking about what skills do I need to learn? You'd be thinking about upgrading everything in your uh, business and probably your personal life to take full advantage of the opportunities that were in front of you. You'd probably be thinking about hiring a coach, someone who's got experience with getting you down the road the fastest, avoiding all the usual typical problems that agents create for themselves. So here's the thought for you. We are at that very point now 
Real estate has historically gone in these big seven-year cycles. So let me explain. With a real estate run-up, arguably started around 2000, right? Ended around 2007. These aren't hard dates. I can't give you a day and time, but I will. September of 2007, I remember very clearly, and Julie and I had this exact same experience. We had dozens and dozens of personal coaching clients, and we were hearing, starting in California and starting, frankly, in Las Vegas, we were starting to hear about their deals falling out of contract because the buyers weren't able to get it, uh, their financing. What was that? The first signs that the subprime lenders were failing. We knew that the lenders were failing, and we knew that the real estate market was in for a crash before the rest of the country did because we were talking directly with all you guys and hearing exactly what you were experiencing in your own real estate practices, okay? So the advantage that we had as coaches, the advantage we had as, uh, of having coaching clients in virtually every market in the country was that we would have a front row seat to what was happening next. Well, guess what? We are in that position still. We have the front row seat for right now, what I believe will be a seven-year improving market. So you're back in, you know, 2000. And you're looking forward and you now you know, know that the next seven years is going to be an incredible run-up in real estate values. That same thing is happening now. You're in that exact same position. So it went seven years of boom, seven years of bust. Follow me here, guys. From 2000 to 2007, that was the, the booming market, let's call it that. 2007 to 2014, that was the corrective market you know, that followed, obviously, a big boom or big bust. And now we are entering into another phase of the booming market. That's exciting. That is the reason that Wall Street is getting into buying, or has been for quite a while now, buying real estate. That is the reason that all these institutional investors, Warren Buffett kind of led the, you know, the, the, the battle cry for buy real estate, buy investment properties, because we are at the beginning stages of what will be seen seven years from now, an incredible run-up in real estate values. You are there now. You are in the right place at the right time. What decisions will you make now knowing that the best opportunities are still in front of you? I mean, Julie, that's the coaching call I like to have with folks, don't oh, you? Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm so excited for them. And, you know, it, it's interesting. It's almost like real estate becomes both easier and more challenging in circumstances like that because you see so much opportunity and you know you want to take advantage of that and help as many people as possible, and yet you also know that you better be very competitive because things are heating up. So I, I think it's the most exciting thing you know, that they're dealing with now. Now the question is how are they going to monetize both their own excitement and the excitement of the market? That's right. So we are going to be talking about that on today's show, and specifically what we're going to be talking about is the radio show topic was motivated by our friend Bernice Ross, she wrote a really interesting article on uh, Inman News Futures today. And the title of the article is called uh, Premium Placement of Listing Agents, Contact Info at Odds with Who Deserves Consumer Leads. Okay, So kind of, a, I think, an innocuous title. But then she gets into some very interesting points further down in the article that we're really going to drill down on. Um, one of our evergreen topics here that we share with you guys on the Real Estate Show is buying buyer leads. It's a trend that started probably i don't know 5 years ago maybe 7 years ago this whole you know buying buyer leads thing i call it a trend i don't believe it's going to last and we're going to talk about what's next with these portals that are selling you guys buyer leads but really i'm promising you what you're going to walk away with from today's radio show and by the way every one of our radio shows 
is the incredible burning desire to learn how to list houses. Because if you don't learn how to be a listing agent, you will not last. There's no future, and especially after you listen to some statistics I'm pulling from Bernice's article, there's no future in buying buyer leads. You must learn how to be a listing agent. So before we get to that, Julie, I know you have a really, really cool coaching story to share with all of our listeners. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, again, this is a somewhat typical uh, call that I go through, but that's why I share these. I have a brand new client starting. This is an advanced student, so we're doing one-on-one calls. And, you know, I'm excited about coaching her because she has such a strong base. I talked to her for maybe 20 minutes about what she's looking for in coaching, and basically what she said was she is very, very social. She has a fantastic center of influence. She has a real honest-to-goodness polished um, list of 500 people who would know her if she ran into them. But she has zero system or anything to do with it, right? She sends them a card at the holidays, and that's it. So the exciting thing is that she has a great base of people who she knows and who know her, her center of influence. But, you know, imagine, and she's, you know, I think she did $9 million last year. So she's already got a great start. Imagine what she'll do after we systematize her business with some very specific communication and some scripts and some planning for what to do. And I always use the story, you know, we fairly recently interviewed one of the number one agents in San Diego who has over 2,000 past clients. And we asked him as part of the top 100 agents, what, what would you do differently looking back on your 25 year, 20 to 25 year uh, career? And he said, the biggest mistake I ever made was not talking to my past clients in the center of influence. I've never done a darn thing about it. And I've got, here I am sitting with over 2,000 of them. Imagine where I'd be now if I had actually talked to them. Right. So our so call was point. about systems and, you know, she's exciting because she's got a great base, but she needs coaching because she's not doing anything about it. So, I, yes, I mean, the point of it, I really like what you said, was that you basically don't try to fit your coaching clients into one size fits all, that you're listening to their specific right. strengths and weaknesses. And our coaching is designed around specifically the individual agent. So I had another That's fun right. call, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually hoping he's listening because I want to kind of give him credit for his his fast success. It was really fun. <laughs> you know, I actually, I'm kind of tempted to give more information than I should, but I won't. All right, so, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the punchline. He listed a $10 million property. Oh, oh I heard I've a snippet of that. Right? Yeah. I know, my ears right, so, popped up when I ever heard that, yeah. Okay, so here it is. This guy is, I think he's 30 or he's either in his late 20s or his early 30s. He lives in Manhattan. He's lived there for, I think he said, if I remember correctly, I've only had one one actual, you know, one-on-one call with him. He's lived there for five years, I believe. And here's where it gets interesting. So he is, uh, you know, basically from California in Manhattan, doesn't know the market, doesn't have an established anything, really. And so he's having to essentially create for himself a business from the ground floor on up. Now, let me tell you guys, if you don't know uh, Manhattan, it's one of the toughest markets in the world to get into. It just is. The MLS is disorganized, well, I'm not going to say disorganized, but it's not organized like it is the rest of the country. The way you go about showing properties is just, I mean, it's not easy. There's resistance at every step of the way. Julie and I have had droves of coaching clients in Manhattan. We know that market very well. So here's the fun part of this. Um, He starts calling expireds. You know, it's the quickest and easiest way oftentimes to make legal prospecting calls to expired listings, legal prospecting calls to expired listings. So I get him after one call to start calling expired listings, 
And in that one week between our last call and this call, he set three listing appointments. One of the listing appointments, he ends up competing against the number one agent in Manhattan. And, you know, (laughs) that's where I could go off the rails, but I'm not going to. So the number one agent in Manhattan, he takes this listing away from them that he had listed for $10.25 million. And he relists this for $9.75 million. Remember, this is a new agent who looks young, let's assume, who doesn't have a big war chest of experience, doesn't have Didn't a deep there. well up there. And, you know, he got a $10 million listing. Oh, you want the best part, Joy? That's so rock. He listed Go ahead. it for 6%. Oh, I love it. I love it. I he love it. I love it. it. That, that would be the demonstration of being coachable. Right. But, he, oh, but here's the thing. He used our flexible fee. Now, here's the reason mm-hmm. why he said that the seller listed with him. Ready for it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Communications guarantee. No way. Love it. Yep. Communications <laughs> guarantee. It was a $10 uh-huh. million dollar house, property that he's listed for 6%. And if he sells it himself, his worst case scenario on that is he's going to make $500,000. If he has to call wow. off, he's only going to make 3%, which would be a painful $300,000, right? Oh, so he used the he so used sad. the flexible fee, you know he used the flexible fee, and mm-hmm. he did a communications guarantee. So he did both of those, and those were the reasons that the seller said that they listed with him. Those were the principal reasons. That's fantastic. Now again, nice guys, job. If you want, yeah, no doubt, right? So if you want to see a test of whether or not our unique system works, well, there you go. I mean, a new agent and new market. Uh, listing what had to have been one of the you know mo- the brightest coolest properties of all in that community and I mean huge success for him. All of you need to be experiencing the exact same thing. Adopt, accept that we are the beginning of a seven-year corrective cycle. That I by know the way will pay for his coaching for you know a lifetime basically. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> a lifetime. I mean I can't even do that in my head, but. I don't yeah. know, 50 years of coaching, which hopefully I won't mm-hmm. be having to coach people in 50 yeah, exactly. years, but there you go. Yeah, <laughs> getting you back start to charging a percentage, myself. maybe. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Julie, that's such a good segue mm. to what we're going to talk about today. Uh-huh. Nice segue. So remember what Julie just said. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get to the, today's topic, which is inspired by our friend and fellow Austinite, I might add, Bernice Ross, and her article today on featured on Inman News Features. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back... I want all of you to pay very close attention because we're digging even further into the topic of buying buyer leads and, frankly, my editorial here, the insanity of doing so. We'll be back in a second. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach, not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, 
a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best, not someone who is simply assigned to you or, even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. And I checked that site earlier today. Julie and I both have spots open in the next five to seven days. If you guys would have a, like to have a free coaching call with either, either one of us, I encourage you. And we'll probably, because we've been getting a lot of requests for free coaching calls, and some of you guys didn't want to have to wait that long or couldn't because you had a more urgent issue, Julie and I will both be adding more free coaching call spots. So um, all, well, not all, a few of our other coaches are also on there, and I'm going to be adding more coaches um, to the um, the free coaching call roster so you guys can get calls quicker. But, again, these are free. There's no strings attached. This is direct contact with one of our coaches or Julie or myself. So, again, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And, frankly, the free coaching calls are a lot of fun. Well, they're usually a lot of fun. (laughs) All right. So with the time remaining, we're going to jump right back in. Again, guys, Bernice Ross, go to Inman News Features, read her article, um, and uh, Julie, so we're going uh, we're gonna to pick right up where we left off. We're going to specifically get into the content of this article, at least the article, the content that I think really you guys will be most interested in. My dear, start at the marketing arms race. All right, perfect. The marketing arms race. In a recent Inman News article titled Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, set for 2014 consumer marketing arms race, reporter Paul Hagee outlined some of the details about Zillow's $65 million ad spend as well as Trulia's $45 million spend. Realtor.com operator Move Inc. has yet to announce how much it intends to, intends to spend. Spencer Raskoff, CEO of Zillow, made a very telling remark on a recent investor call that may shed some light as to why the portals are throwing so much money at advertising in 2014. According to a GeekWire story last month, even with the rapid audience growth, Raskoff said that the company has, quote, a long way to go until it gets to total market penetration. In fact, offering some back-of-the-napkin math on today's conference call, Raskoff uh, estimated that home buyers and sellers who are nearing a home decision turned to Zillow in less than 5% of real estate transactions. Shall I continue about the real issue that advertising doesn't solve? 
<laughs> I don't think we can keep him in suspense any longer. Keep going. Okay. Uh, agents consistently gripe about the quality of web leads, regardless of who generates them or how they're delivered to the agent. Part of the issue is that even when agents pay for leads or for premium placement, half of the web leads go unanswered. Of those that are answered, only a small percentage of agents respond to the lead within five minutes when the likelihood of conversion is at its highest. It's much easier for an agent to say, internet leads are lousy and quit the lead service than it is to say, I do a poor job in terms of responding to leads in a timely manner. Okay, stop, and, I, and we're going to pick right back up. I want to do a little editorial uh, interject there. Here's the reality of it, and this is, you know, somebody debate this, these numbers with me. Have at it. Uh, but based on various things I've read and just doing some math myself, essentially one in arguably 40 or 50 leads you guys get is a real person, I mean, is a real buyer, right? Somebody who's actually ready to purchase a property. The other leads you guys get when you buy these buyer leads are looky-loos, asking about this, that, or the other. They're just real estate enthusiasts, tire kickers, whatever you want to call them. They're not real, honest-to-God, ready-to-buy buyers. And of those, I'll pick the high number, one in 50 of, of that are real buyers. Remember, you're not the only one getting that buyer's lead, that buyer's information, because the buyer's also going to Trulia, also going to Zillow, also going to Realtor.com. And on top of that, they're going to brokers and agent sites. They're filling out forms for information, three, four different places. How do I know this? Because I've had numerous free coaching calls with you guys where some of you have made the mistake of subscribing to numerous paid buyer lead uh, companies, and then you say, hey, you know, sure enough, this person was on this site, filled out the form, and I, you know, I paid for that lead, and then I got it, you know, paid for that same exact lead from a different website. So it's very interesting to me that I see you guys are starting to put the pieces together. Um, you know, I got, actually, Julie, I got a great email. I'm not going to say her name because she didn't give me permission, but I got this email right as we were doing this call. It says, Tim, I looked at the lack of ROI over the last year and just canceled Zillow buyer leads once and for all, saving $277 a month. Thanks again for the coaching radio uh, every day, talking uh, about listings and not taking on paid buyer leads. Looking forward to the next coaching call. Thanks, and then her name. And that was a Christie's agent. So I know you're listening right now, and I'm not going to use your name, but thank you for sending that email, and thank you for reinforcing what we're trying to educate all these guys to do. So, Julie, go to the next section. All right. So the next section is, what's the way out? One way for the portals to increase their revenue is to scrub their leads and then sell those leads to agents when the clients are ready to transact. Using the relocation model, they could charge a 25 to 30% referral fee for this service. The challenge with this approach, however, is that consumers have always relied primarily on personal referrals to select an agent. Research also shows that sellers are most likely to list with one of the top three firms doing business in their area. As Raskoff's remarks indicate, only about 5% of the consumers today are actually looking for an agent on their portal. Interesting, isn't it? Very isn't interesting. Isn't that interesting? So keep on digging. Okay, so fad or here to stay. The heart of the challenge the portals face is that most of their agent clients are either ignoring or not responding quickly enough to big chunks of their leads. Throwing money at marketing and advertising is not going to change this agent behavior. Will the data accuracy and the, quote, three-headed monster issues cause the portal models to morph into something different or to fade away entirely? Or will their current path prove to be the right one that proves their critics wrong? Only time will tell. 
Well, okay, so you guys have our opinion if you've been listening to these radio shows. And I do think Bernice is spot on with her point about crappy lead follow-up skills. There's no doubt that crappy lead follow-up skills are one of the reasons why you guys um, are always looking for leads. Because when you do get a lead, you don't call them back right away, you don't ask the right questions, you don't pre-qualify them. But I am going to hold Bernice slightly accountable to that last comment and take a little bit of heat off the agents because it is very frustrating and, frankly, very disenchanting to do lead follow-up after lead follow-up after lead follow-up with these paid buyer leads and constantly discovering that most of them are just not worth following up on. And that will take, frankly, takes too much time, takes too much money, and does not motivate somebody to continue. So if you are spending all your time, frankly, wasting all of your time following up on buyer leads, especially paid buyer leads, you know, even if you are Johnny on the spot, we know statistically, you know, between there's a ratio between 30 to 1 or 50 to 1, you know, somewhere in the middle there, of actual buyers to actual leads that you're paying for. So if you've got to talk to 50 people before you find one person, and oh, by the way, that one person is already talking to three or four other agents, that is not something that's really worth your time to do in the first place. So, Bernice, if you're listening, the answer to the question that you posed to all of us was, is it a fad? Yes, it is a fad. What's the next rendition that I'm sure all these big portals are going to do that makes sense for them to do? Is they are going to then start referring the leads out. They're going to call the leads back. They're going to convert the leads. They're going to try to put the lead with the lender. They're going to then basically cultivate that lead, and they're going to refer that lead out to you guys for a very large fee. Spencer Raskoff, who all these other guys are paying very close attention to, because Spencer is, you know, frankly, a brilliant CEO, no two ways about that, and he has absolutely stated publicly, it's on our blog, realestateinsidernews.com, that it's conceivable, because the existing model is already there, that agents will happily pay a third or more of their commission for a pre-qualified buyer lead. That's what's going to happen next. There's your window into the future. So the buying buyer leads is the fad. The evolution of that is they're going to start converting the leads for you. And they get more expensive to buy those same buyer leads. And all the while, you guys have spent countless hours, countless dollars, trying to make an A lead or a C lead into a B lead, and you could have just been using that same time to learn how to be a listing agent. And you wouldn't have to worry about any of this BS. You could just focus on being a listing agent. When you have your own listings, you have to beat the buyers off with a stick. You have to get, you know, I thought about this yesterday, Julie. Mm -hmm. We need to develop a 12-step program to get people (laughs) unaddicted to buying buyer leads. Recovery. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, it's amazing. You know, what's already a challenge is about to get that much more expensive. And, you know, I can see how they would justify it, too, because they're saying, well, we've already pre-qualified the lead for you, so that's why it's going to cost that much to you. But, again, you know, be a listing agent. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna right, if they're gonna do all that work, they deserve to be paid a fat referral fee. Honestly, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Here's the thing: all these portals, all these, you know, including Realtor.com, wouldn't exist if the if people didn't want the information. Zillow and Trulia wouldn't be dominating the markets for the real estate portals if they weren't doing a brilliant job of providing mm-hmm. the information to the homeowners, the buyers and sellers, the consumers that they want. I mean, those guys deserve to win. They deserve to be successful. They're doing a better job at our job than we are. How about that for a slap in the face? But it's true. Well, so, Tim, and, the first step in this 12-step recovery program for becoming a listing agent, as our uh, illustrious other Timothy has pointed out, is admitting you have a problem. 
Okay. So I, oh, I have to call. You that? Yeah. <laughs> <He> reminds, <laughs> so excuse me. I appreciate that. So oftentimes when we have these conversations with our agents, you know, it is admitting the fact, and I think it's become easier for them to admit the fact that being a buyer's agent, especially now where there's some low inventory and competitive bidding, has become that much more difficult. You know, it used to be a lot of agents could just survive on their buyer leads, and even if they weren't a great listing agent, they could get by, they could do enough deals, it was okay. But now that there's pressure on being a buyer's agent and getting those leads and even finding inventory in the first place, I always ask one important question in terms of admitting you have a problem. There's somebody out there right now, there's a transaction, let's say, okay? There is a transaction that is about to happen. It is a listing that is about to sell. You are the listing agent, and I am the buyer's agent. As a buyer's agent, do I have a guarantee of turning that into a commission 30 to 60 days from now? Much less so than you do as the listing agent. I mean, as a listing agent in most markets right now, that house is good and sold, isn't it? If not to my buyer, somebody else. Which side of the you table can, would you rather be on? You can literally take the listing paperwork to your local bank, drive the, through the drive through teller, stick the listing paperwork in there, and then they'll send you your commission check. In most markets, that's how hot the market is for, for great listings. Go after the right. great listings. Right, and, and Guys, so we, would you rather complain and whine like most buyer agents are right now that, oh, there's just nothing to sell, I can't find anything, or would you rather just be the listing agent? By I the way, Julie, you, you and I are forming a hate group because of behind us, people that don't like what we're saying. I've been picking up a little static here and there, and you know mm -hmm. who those people are? Buyer's agents, probably. Yes, buyer's agents. <laughs> Proud well, buyer's agents. Well, because they don't, they're not ready to admit they have a problem yet. Yes, exactly. They're in denial. <laughs> I don't know what step yeah, well, that, that is. Well, that usually is but painful. Yeah, I mean, on Inman, when I do some commenting and I'll talk about everything we talk about on this radio show, the comments I always get back uh, that are nasty or sort of like you know trying to challenge me are always from people who are buyer's agents. Hey, buyer's agents, I'm not telling you to throw the baby out with the bathwater. What I'm suggesting no, we're not anti-buyers. Don't of course not. We're, we're not buyers. No. We all we're need buyers or nothing can sell. We're anti-agents paying for buyer leads. That's it. Yeah. Buyers are awesome. We love buyers. Listings are better, and buying buyer leads is nuts. So I think we're being very clear on our messaging here. Hopefully if you guys, mm -hmm. you know, frankly, if we're challenging you, if we say anything that angers you, if it gets under your skin, that's a surefire sign that it is something that you need to be, frankly, improving any, you know, wherever you're resisting the most, as the old saying goes, is where your growth needs to be. So if you hear us saying something and it feels like we're kind of picking on you, it's because what we're saying is something that you need to hear and you need to seriously consider taking action on. This is 2014. This is the first year of what will be a seven-year cycle of an incredibly improving market. All of us have an opportunity to make up for past sins in terms of, you know, what you should have done before the last booming market that was now basically 14 years ago. All of us have an opportunity to set our personal and financial lives in a different trajectory than we maybe ever would have dreamed of. If you need help, if you're ready to take action, if you're finally serious about your real estate business, do yourself a favor and let's have a free coaching call. Free coaching calls for agents.com. Free coaching calls for agents.com. I will warn you, and I kindly ask you to respect this request. Do not request a free coaching call if you're not serious about your real estate business. If you do not call me and ask me about, you know, do not set up a coaching call asking about postcards or farming or you know, all those sorts of passive things. 
the free coaching calls are for the agents who are A, our existing coaching clients, or B, um, those of you who are listening and hearing us for the first time where you're saying, damn, I wish I would have heard these guys years ago. I wouldn't have made some of the mistakes that I've made. Those of you who are not yet connected to us, request a free coaching call, free coaching calls for agents.com. Let's have some fun. Let's make this your best year ever. Still plenty of time. And Julie, any other closing thoughts? No, I mean, I, I, this is the year of the listing agent. There's no Hell doubt yeah. about it. Those are the guys Ooh, that are going to be loving I like 2014. I like that, too. Year of the listing agent. There's two ideas I wrote down. Uh, listing agent. And I, I, here's what I wrote down. 12-step program for buying buyer leads. You and I will have to make a radio show of that. Buyer lead buying of, recovery program. Exactly. And year of the listing agent. Those are two inspirational ideas that you and I will be able to do something with on future radio shows. So, again, guys, the way you connect with us is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And, of course, our blog is realestateinsidernews.com. And our main coaching uh, site is timandjulieharris.com. But even if you never request a free coaching call, Please listen to what we're saying. It's from literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls with agents like you that we've learned what we've learned and people that we've been able to help. Again, even if you never reach out to us, please use our hopeful motivational, hopefully motivational words and the education that we're giving you to take action and make the most of this career, of this year, of your life. Just do it. Make a commitment to it. Anything we can do to help you, free coaching calls for agents.com. Hey, we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you then. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.